In the 2000s, I was the priest for a church in the Los Angeles area in a city called Whittier, where Whittier College is, where Richard Nixon went. That's what everyone remembers about it, who remember anything about Whittier. And it wasn't very, very far from downtown Los Angeles. So it had a certain feel of hustle and bustle to it, even as Whittier itself was a self-contained city of about 150,000 people or so. And it had a long history, so it had a traditional old main shopping street, and the Episcopal Church was about two blocks from there. So I tried to make it a regular habit of walking from the church up and down the main street saying hi to people and making sure I bought a cup of coffee or a greeting card or lunch or whatever it is I needed from the main street rather than from the Target that was close to my house. And many times when I'd be walking along being as extroverted as I am and and getting to wear a clerical collar so I wasn't too weird in doing this, I'd say hello to people, people I didn't know. I was talking to strangers, stranger danger, I was willing to face that. And there was one fellow that often I would see sitting on the same bench. It was a nice bench, the main street had re-landscaped itself, so it had lots of benches for people to linger on. And there's this one fellow always sitting on this bench. And I have to admit, he seemed a little off from appearances. His clothes weren't all the way up to date, and sometimes his hair was uncombed. But nonetheless, or maybe especially because of that, I always tried to say good morning, or good afternoon, whatever was appropriate. And most of the time, he didn't look up, just kept sort of staring into space. But one time, probably after I had done that at least two dozen times, he suddenly looked up at me and said, you can see me? And I said, yes, I, I can see you. And I, I walked over to him and we had this conversation. And what he talked about was that he had been sitting on that bench for years, every day. It was his, within walking distance of the simple apartment he had and he didn't want to just sit in his apartment alone all day, so he'd come and sit on this bench. And what had begun to happen was that no one would notice him. He said he, he, at first, would say hello to people, and they'd just walk by with their eyes averted, sort of a, a big city type of reaction. And he'd try to make eye contact with people, and they'd very quickly avert their eyes. And so after months of this, he began to get the sense that he was invisible that there was something about this bench that if he sat on it, there'd be some chemical reaction that would hide his identity and his existence. And he said it was even that to the point where if someone was walking a dog on a leash past him and the dog started to sniff towards him, the, the person would pull it away like there was nothing there to sniff. So he was figuring any human couldn't see him. Dogs could sense him, but no human could see him. And we talked, and we talked, and it really was simply that no one would say hi. It wasn't any great scientific reason that people couldn't see him. There wasn't any urban landscaping that was obscuring him. There were no potted plants that were hiding he was there, hiding that he was sitting there. Instead, it was just that human behavior that's very understandable in a city of someone not wanting to talk to a stranger. 
And particularly how weird it is if in the middle of the day, someone who is an adult has time to sit on a bench. That seems very odd in so many ways. So he and I would regularly talk from then on. And he realized he wasn't invisible, that he did have substance, he did have existence. And I think that's part of what All Saints Day is about. Because when I think of the people who have been saints in my life, and in the Episcopal Church, you don't have to have any kind of supernatural powers or miracles to be a saint. You just have to be a good person. You just have to be someone that others have been inspired by or who has done fantastic things. And the saints in my life that I'm aware of are the ones who noticed me. They noticed me when I was young, and they noticed me when I was older. They were the folks that, if I was sitting alone in a crowded room, would come sit with me. They were the ones who, if I was not participating in an event, would include me. And this goes for both when I was really little to this day. That the first step of being a saint is noticing the people around us. And that's why I kept the reading that we have for the gospel today about the guy up in a tree that Jesus notices. This isn't the official All Saints reading. But I think this reading is so revelatory about what we are called to do as saints. It's not big, highfalutin stuff. It's instead noticing the people around us, letting them know that they have substance and existence. The fellow in the tree, because he was rather disreputable, because he was a notorious sinner, probably did not have a lot of people making eye contact with him through his days. He was not someone people would want to go to his house for dinner. And here's Jesus noticing him up in a tree and saying, I'm going to dine at your house today. It probably been months, if not years, since anyone had been willing to do that, let alone seek it out. He had become invisible to the people around him. And they would say for good reasons, and maybe so. The first step of being a saint is noticing the people around us. That's what Jesus did in this story. It's what God asks us to do each day of our lives. This past week, I heard a public lecture over at Butler University. And the speaker talked about this fascinating study of loneliness in America. And it surveyed thousands and thousands of people and organized the study by generations. Oldest, in between, younger, youngest. They basically started with late teenagers and worked their way up in terms of their survey. College student age, on up. And one of the surprising results was that this study, which was measuring when people felt lonely, how deeply people felt lonely, how unhappy people were with their loneliness, the most lonely people were in the youngest generation of the study, in the college student age. And it went right in a line where each succeeding younger generation was the next loneliness, loneliest until it got to the 
people who are oldest in the study, people who are oldest in our society, and they are the least lonely. Loneliness is a major issue within our communities. People feel very isolated. People feel like they don't have anyone to talk to. And so one of the basic, if not the essential, Christian ministry is talking to strangers. And not about, have you seen Jesus today? But rather simply, hello, good morning, I see you. One of the things that I'm aware of, and, and this is just out of my own head, this isn't out of a study, is how many people who are still working, who have not retired, work alone. That they work from home, or they work from a downsized office, or they work on a shift that only has one or two people. And therefore, it really is possible, if one lives alone, to go for weeks without a con conversation with another human being face-to-face. -face. It can go on and on and on because there aren't the usual ways of interacting. There aren't the usual ways of talking over the coffee pot in the office. There aren't the usual ways of sitting together in the lunchroom. There aren't the usual ways of being together in informal, accidental ways. Our lives are, in, are increasingly not structured that way. And so part of what we are called to do to fulfill our sainthood, and all of us are saints, that's part of the Episcopal theology as well, is to try to break those barriers, those barriers of isolation. Notice people, engage people, talk to people. And you don't have to, I don't have to get into deep, dark topics. It can simply be talking about the weather. It can be all the wonderful, what some people call who's your nice type of conversations. But people aren't even having those anymore in their day-to-day -day lives. So it really will make a difference. And fewer and fewer of us, therefore, will begin to feel invisible. Because that's a sense that our studies and our stories tell us is increasingly happening among people from teenage years on up. That they feel invisible. They feel like they don't matter. They feel like no one really sees them. It's a, it's a condition that's been around as long as humans have been, but it is so much harder to overcome now. It leads to increased suicide attempts and things like that. And we can do something about it simply by saying good morning, simply by putting a little more time into our errand running to have time to pause in the shopping aisle or at the gas pump or walking down the street to say hi to someone. Maybe it's someone you know just at a distance. Maybe it's someone I know that I've seen somewhere before. Maybe it's someone that I've never ever met before. But just acknowledging their existence can change a life. Maybe it won't be drawing someone out of a tree that no one's talked to, but it might be just enough so that someone knows on some level, that they exist, that they have substance, that they matter. And of course, we're doing this out of a sense that God loves them, and that God loves us all. And God does not want any of us to be isolated. God does not want any of us to feel lonely or alone. God wants us to know that we're all part of one big community of saints 
to use the primary image of All Saints Day. We're all in this together. None of us alone. None of us invisible. None of us not mattering. But it's up to us as saints to let people know that they're part of that community, even if they don't go to church anywhere. God still loves them. God still sees them as part of the humanity that God loved so much that God was willing to die for us. So, if you're ever intimidated about the title sainthood, know that all it takes to be a saint is to say hello to someone. All it takes to work a miracle is to say good morning. All it takes to proclaim the gospel is let people around you know that they're important, they're not invisible, that they have substance. And that helps us know that about ourselves. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.